Hello, I'm Amber Lauva and welcome back to another episode of the Fashion Avenue podcast. I started this podcast in 2018 because I just love fashion and beauty. I've been blogging it for eight years. I'm a journalist. I work in radio. I just love the industry so much. So I thought I would combine a few of my loves together to create this podcast. And here I am with another episode for you. Today, I'm chatting to the incredible Victoria Curtis, who is the founder of Victoria Curtis Cosmetics, who you may also remember as Curtis Collection. I love Victoria. She was absolutely amazing. We clicked straight away and she is such an amazing person and I was so excited to listen to her story and I really think that this is an episode that you will enjoy too. Victoria Curtis Cosmetics offer a prestige line of professional cosmetics with a dedicated mineral collection. After seeing a gap in the market, Victoria left her marketing job to pursue her cosmetic brand. If you want to know how long it took to get their first collection on the market, why you should be using mineral makeup and what it's like starting your own beauty brand, then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of the Fashion Avenue Podcast. Victoria, thank you so much for joining me on the Fashion Avenue Podcast. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And you're here in real life, which is lovely Mm -hmm. because uh, there's no weird phone muffling (laughs) and all of those things that we love hearing. Um, I'm so sorry for those people that I'm obviously here that week after (laughs) week, but uh, we have a real life person (laughs) for you today. Um, so I guess I kind of want to jump straight in to everything that you've been doing. So obviously you run Victoria Curtis Cosmetics, mm-hmm. which used to be Curtis Collection. Yes, yes. We recently just um, changed our name. Mm-hmm. So we were Curtis Collection for about nine years mm-hmm. and uh, I started the brand back in 2010, 2011 um, and lived here in Brisbane. Oh, so, right. Yes, lived in Brisbane for 10 years. Oh so God. Brisbane feels like home to me even though I've moved back to Melbourne. I have such yeah. a soft spot. And the weather is the draw card for me. I love it. Absolutely love it. And it's just such a beautiful city. Mm -hmm. So I found that when I started my brand, in all honesty, I feel the reason we became successful quickly was because of the people here in Brisbane. It was such a, the community got behind me as a Mm -hmm. very small um, business and just decided to support the brand. And I felt as though it was a key um, to our success at the start. Yeah. So, you know, looking back in hindsight now, um, it, it really mattered. And and those relationships that I built with people here that that honestly we still have today, a lot of those retailers are still our retailers, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Um, and they're almost like family now, um, the business owners that, that stock our brand. So, Lovely. yeah, I just have such a, um, I love coming back here. I mean, I come back for business predominantly, but mm-hmm. have so many beautiful friends. So um, the brand grew and grew organically here and actually Back then, we worked with, um, I took a bit of a risk because we were nobody, essentially, yeah. and worked with Sweaty Betty PR, Roxy Jacenko. I remember Jacenko. that. I remember yes. that. And yes. she is incredible. Mm-hmm. And back then, um, she basically took our brand on and did an amazing kind of project over six to 12 months. Uh, we worked together, actually, maybe a little bit longer even, but mm-hmm. we. Um, she just put us on the map and we collaborated with so many amazing fashion brands at the time, got involved in fashion week. So we worked with um, designers to create their looks for the runway. Amazing. Yes. And it was so much fun. And it was just um, for me, the right decision with a, I suppose, taking our brand from, you know, where it was in the initial stages to gaining all of these retailers. Yeah. And yeah, because I suppose we pitched the brand back then to the professional salon industry. So 
the reason I did that is I had worked with L'Oreal Australia in a grad position Mm -hmm. and I was in the professional division. So I worked on the hair care brands that are stocked in salons. Okay. Yeah. So I got to know, I suppose, that side of the industry. And when I was putting our collection together, I felt that that would be a really great niche for my brand since it was mineral based and it worked really nicely with skin and had all the, I suppose, ingredients that the professional industry was looking for to complement their treatments and the skincare that they use in store. So it worked really nicely. And I think that that's what allowed us to grow. It may have been a bit different if I'd chosen, I suppose, like consumer and gone with a pharmacy or department store, you know, a lot of competition and big, big brands. So for us, it it allowed us to stand out in um, a retailer's space as the only brand. Yeah, wow. Mm, It was a good decision um, back then because it it could have gone either way. I mean, honestly, it it just happened because of my previous experience and because, like I said, the salon owners here were so willing to take on my brand. Yeah, good old Brisbane. Oh my gosh, amazing. (laughs) I will forever be so grateful. Where in Brisbane were you based? Belimba. Oh, beautiful. I love the So Lenta. lovely. I miss my morning river walks. Oh I do. Oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> so it's so much. beautiful there. Oh it's my gorgeous. Goodness. That strip. I mean, even now James Street get going down there. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a transformation oh, from no. 10 years ago. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just so cool. So, it is. Yeah, I mean, even having retailers in those areas excites yeah. me because, you know, I personally have a soft spot for them. So seeing my brand in some of the salons and spas in the areas is just, I mean, I feel honoured, really. Yeah, it's, totally. Yeah, That's beautiful. an amazing achievement. Yeah, thank and you. And so good to know you're you're uh, you lived here for a while yes, because yes, I just I'm such a Brisbane advocate, such a Queensland advocate. Absolutely. I, just, <laughs> I oh feel like gosh. I should be an ambassador for Queensland because <laughs> I just bloody love it here. <laughs> I'll join you. <laughs> <laughs> and so going back to mm-hmm. I guess the early days, and I'm in very early days. Yep. What did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> so that's fine. That's a good question. Um, I think I was always somehow destined to end up in beauty in some way because mm-hmm. I, my family were all um, hairdressers, beauty therapists, makeup artists, all of my aunties um, who were still really, um, I suppose, role models for me today. And I just grew up in the environment. It was just very, very normal to blow over your own hair, do yeah, your own wow. makeup every day. I mean, that's what they all did. So I just followed suit. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to be the odd one out. So a good blow wave. Yeah, wow. good blow wave. Got, had like the round brush. <laughs> technique Amazing. and um so it was it was just honestly it wasn't even um a decision I think I just yeah. fell into it but I studied accounting actually oh my so, god what yes yes I think that was always funnily enough as much as the beauty was in the background because yeah. that's what I naturally was good at at school mm-hmm. I I had it in my head that somehow I'd end up in that industry yeah um, how wrong I was but oh um a little bit off but a little uh... off a little <laughs> off I mean I do use it now in business, but not not the way that you know I would have if yeah. I was working. But I think that's what I convinced myself I wanted to be an accountant. So mm-hmm. I, I followed the path. I did graduate um, my university degree in accounting, but. Again, like I said, it just happened that I got the graduate position at L'Oreal, which was totally random, like completely random, and I suppose um, meant to be now that I think about it. And was that marketing at L'Oreal? Marketing. So, yes, actually, I studied marketing and accounting just to balance it out. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, how did you get that? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I felt if I was going to take on accounting, I needed to do something creative. Totally. At the same time. Yes. Yes. So I I, I majored in both and, um, and... 
luckily I did because, to be honest, if I hadn't, I think I would have pursued an accounting role. Wow. Just thinking that's what I, you know, did and yeah. that's what I should, you know, the field I should work in. So, it, yeah, I suppose it just happened like that and, and um, thankfully now it did. <laughs> so, You're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is looking pretty good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's really funny because even in business I naturally gravitate to that side of it. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll do all the creative fun stuff but I always go back to my books and I'm like obsess over, okay, where are we with this and that? Mm-hmm. And so I suppose it comes out because yeah. it's, it's, it's something I've always just done without thinking. Yeah. I think that's a good thing like for people even when they're considering what to study and for me it just it came so naturally that I didn't want to fight it like I thought well I get it so Mm. I suppose it won't be hard to you know complete my degree you know if you'd talk to me about physics or something I I would have you're talking another language so it was (laughs) just it was just something I got so I went with that and it's so interesting having done accounting and you know it's so valuable to any business. <sighs> yes. And, you know, people who start businesses, one of their biggest things is cash flow and how to manage Absolutely. all of that money side of things. And people are like, I don't actually know what I'm doing because that- I just have no idea. Oh, God. It, it, it's so true. And my my – I feel my advice would be that if it's not your strong suit to hire or work with somebody who can inform mm. you or keep an eye on it or advise you because yeah. you're right you can have an amazing idea in business you can be so so talented and creative um, and have a lot to offer but if you don't budget or uh, you know I suppose work with what you have and your finances are in order you know it can very quickly turn mm-hmm. so I, I feel like as much as I probably went through the pain four years of university in accounting and my degree, I really do value it today because I understand, especially the two, you know, marketing and accounting, they kind of like go against each other a little bit. So, you know, I pull back on some things because I think, okay, I would like to spend on that, but I know it's not the right call. Or, you know, sometimes you do need to take a little bit of a risk too. Yeah, you do. Not be so conservative. Otherwise, you sometimes you just can't take that next step or go that next level in business without taking a calculated risk. So, yeah, it's a, just having a balance, I think. Mm. And sometimes as an accountant, you would just, you're naturally on the conservative side. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my God. That's yes. such an interesting way to operate as well. But totally. Definitely. Does my head in. <laughs> my own well, head in. <laughs> it's definitely in your favor though. That's but, right. um, you know. And so, okay. So you're, you're working at L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. Um, you're working in obviously the professional kind of division. Yes. Um, where did the idea come from? Where, when was the kind of, I guess, aha moment yes. where you're like, okay, makeup, we yes. need this. I definitely had an aha moment. So there were a couple of things. Um, one was that I used to go out on the road with the sales representatives once a month. And every time I would visit a salon or spa, I felt like the makeup that was in the salon was definitely there for a reason. It was there because it was good for your skin and it wasn't working against, I suppose, what you're trying to achieve in the treatment room and what have you. Mm-hmm. But what it lacked was, I suppose, the um, luxury or the packaging of designer cosmetics. So a lot of people looked at it but probably thought, "Mm, you know, a little bit turned off by the way it looks. I don't really want to put that in my purse or not purse proud. So Mm -hmm. I found that combining those two elements might be um, what the industry needed. So, yes, great ingredients, really good for your skin, pharmaceutical grade so they don't compromise the condition of your skin, but still looking uh, as though they were or belong in a department store, for example. So it was was always bringing the department store luxury to the salon space, Mm -hmm. which I didn't think at the time anyone was sort of 
doing as, as well as maybe, you know, we could if we thought it through and, and put a collection together that looked the part. So yeah. I suppose that was my aha moment. But the other side of it was that I had, because I had used a stick foundation in my teens from somebody's kit, you know, a cousin yeah. or a friend, or and it was like legitimately theatre makeup. So oh I had, you know, God. plastered this all over my face <laughs> and thought, I look fantastic. <laughs> and I really did for maybe a year and then, oh my goodness, it all went, you know, just downhill from there. So my yep. skin oh my goodness. became a nightmare. I had yeah. a skin condition that I had no idea how to get rid of. Back then, people didn't talk as openly about skin treatments. Mm-hmm. I think now women are so open. I'm having this and I do that and yeah. I have laser and la, la, la. Whereas back then it was a little bit like sort of on the hush-hush, you know. Yeah. Oh, maybe you talk about a microderm here and there or something. But yeah. I didn't know what to do. So mm-hmm. I I, I um, went to a skin clinic, which oddly enough stock my brand now, which is such a full That's circle. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. That's like yes. my favorite, favorite um, story. But I went there and they really helped me w- with my skin. But what was happening was the link that I was missing was the makeup that I was using. And I only discovered that when I went overseas and I um, started talking to some manufacturers because mm-hmm. I was really quite concerned as to why I wasn't seeing any progress with my skin because I was doing all the right skin treatments. I'd changed my skincare. I wasn't using this makeup, but something, there was a roadblock. Yeah. So uh, the manufacturers who we still work with today, they make all of our formulations. They specialize in mineral makeup in the States. And the first thing the pharmacist told me was that there were a couple of ingredients in the product that I was using that were irritants. So they right. would have been uh, essentially, I'd have a treatment, make a little bit of progress, use that for another couple of weeks. They get down into um, the layers of the skin. And of course, they cause irritation and right. reinflame, you know, or um, make your condition worse. Yeah, right. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it was yeah. like going. Two steps forward, ten steps back. Yeah. Two steps forward. So, and, and I just battled with this for so long. And then when they told me that, that was just such a, like a revelation to me. I thought, you're joking. A makeup product is what's basically hindering, my, like stopping me from achieving the skin that I want. Wow. So that's when I was convinced that I had to, you know, work with them to just try one formula. And that's what I did. It was a matte perfection foundation, which is still in our collection today. Wow. Full coverage, but mineral. So it looks light and fresh and and um, it feels lightweight on the skin. And it doesn't have any of the nasty ingredients that can make any kind of skin condition worse. Mm-hmm. I used that for about um, six to 12 months. So by no means did my makeup heal me or, you know, yeah. you know any of that. But what it allowed me to do is have my treatments, use my skincare and then fast track my results essentially. Yeah, right. And it was incredible because within a year I had great skin again. So unfortunately I was left with some scarring and just things that happened along the way. But mm-hmm. you know, there's so many treatments these days to address that. Yeah, totally. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah. But um but you know that it that it didn't, you know, help with any of that. But it certainly allowed my skin to just breathe and to come alive again basically. Yeah. So that's when I had used it on a couple of people in Brisbane and one lady that I did makeup on said, I own a salon and I'd love to um, sell this. I feel like I could sell this in store. And just my L'Oreal training kind of 
came back to haunt me and <laughs> I thought I'm not going to sell this unless it's a full collection because it needed yeah, to present right. like a brand. Yeah. So yeah. I went away for another six months, put together a colour collection of lipsticks and eyeshadows and eyeliners, etc. And then we put it in store. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it was just, it was a, a bit of a journey, but honestly, it, if I think back, that was probably the most fun that I had in my business because yeah. it was the discovery phase yeah. and trial and error. And there were so many little wins along the way yeah. just to even see like my product in one store. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like if I think about the whole journey, that was the best time. And I feel that a lot of business owners want to fast track. They want to yeah. get to the, yeah. their goal and they, and that's great. But i I really, really, really think that initial phase is one of the most exciting parts and you should enjoy it. Because you should enjoy the process, right? It's the best thing ever. I, yeah. I, I really, in hindsight now, I feel like I had the best time and I would yep. stay up late at night I would research and, mm -hmm. but none of it felt like work. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I had a goal and I was so, so motivated. Yeah. Um, and over the years, your motivation and your pace and everything changes because you work on different projects along mm. the way. But, you know, there's just different challenges then. Yeah. It's, you know, maintaining the growth and servicing your good, you know, clients, etc. So your priorities shift completely. Mm -hmm. But those initial phases for me were the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so lovely hearing that yeah. because I think it's kind of that moment where you have an idea and yes. you're like, oh my God, this is the most exciting thing. And totally. you're also like, I can't really tell anyone, but... <laughs> Yes. You know, this is so exciting. You know, you ru you rush home and you're like, I can't wait to work on it. And yes. that's, I just love hearing those stories. And, and, you know, it's, it makes me feel good as well because it's so exciting and so true. And I guess for me as a, you know, a fashion and beauty lover, this is what the yes. podcast is all about. It's just, it's so incredible seeing how people had that idea and yes. to now sit here and speak to someone like yourself who has gone through all of that. It's mm -hmm. just phenomenal. And I, I, and you know, it's, it's a, a tough gig to yes, you know, start a business. It's oh not, obviously, it's not easy. That's um, right. You really so, have to back yourself and your idea. You and that can mm. be like what you said before is true that you can't talk or you don't want to talk to anyone yeah, about it because like, it I know what if it fails. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, that is so normal too. I mean, yeah. I have ideas now that I still feel like that. I think, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, do I try that? Do I not? Yeah. You yeah. know, so it, it never goes away. But I, I, I think that's also an exciting thing because that idea is from a place of passion or something you genuinely love mm -hmm. and you've had this idea and I think that what goes into it at that point of time is just purely driven by passion. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, that's why people can get it off the ground so quickly because they are, the momentum is there and yeah. you do rush home, like you said, and you want to work on it and that's often you give it the best energy that you possibly can. And I think over the years, um, because business can change so much, I feel like I have to reintroduce a new little project along the way to get that feeling back. Yeah, right. Because... Mm -hmm. It's very, very easy to go into cruise control and think, yes. doing well, mm -hmm. this is all good, let me put my feet up a little bit. I just can't because I feel like if I do that, I'll lose sight of what I want and mm -hmm. what's ahead. So I think, you know, for people who have established their businesses and their sort of, you know, their growth is there and they're doing really well, to find new little projects on the, along the way to reignite that flame. Mm -hmm. And I think you just re-energise everyone in your business as well yeah. if you've got that energy flowing through. Totally. And mm -hmm. I guess like it's also the same as, you know, people who are working their day-to-day -day jobs and, you know, yes. at, at, at the start they 
they want that job so bad. They apply for it. They go through the interview process, all of the recruitment process. They get the job. They're so excited, mm-hmm. you know, go through everything. Yes. And then what, years later, it, they're just an autopilot. And they're <laughs> exactly. like, oh, yeah, another day at work. I can't That's wait till right. Friday. <laughs> Team GIF. <laughs> That's so true. And you forget, yes, you forget why you wanted that. You yeah. Can, it's very easy to do in all aspects of it life, is. I think. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think it's just putting that effort in to just um, feel as though you're working on something new and you, yeah. you get that that energy back. Yeah, totally. And with, I guess, that process and, you know, when the lady said that she was keen to stock that. Yes. Were you already kind of thinking of manufacturing that or was that kind of the moment where you're like, oh, my God, maybe I should do this? Yes. So I had the idea of doing that. My biggest fear was how big to go at the start. Mm. Like I thought, okay, so let's go into production. What does that look like? Does that look like a huge investment or Mm. like minimal or do I back myself? And I honestly, I remember that I had made the call and whatever it was and um, all of my initial stock delivery had arrived and I sat on the couch one night with my mum here in Brisbane and I looked at her and I just started crying oh my, my eyes god out. and I said to her who on earth is buying this oh no <laughs> and I cried and cried and cried and my mum is such a positive human being it's yeah. insane and she just looked at me and said well you better get out there and work it because oh my god if you know if you don't know it's gonna buy it so she was just real with me and yeah. you know as mums do they're so encouraging and yeah. you know I believe in you and la 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 yeah. so she was so wonderful and has been throughout this whole journey That's lovely yeah she's amazing but I yes I had that moment it's just fear like yeah. fear blocks you because if I think about it all the hours and the days and the nights before that moment and I was like ready to go and I had the energy and la, la, mm-hmm. and then it arrived and it's like this huge roadblock and I had yeah. all of the fears just gushed oh in God. and it's you know it's interesting how people say that fear can paralyze you because it, it did can. yeah it oh did in that moment I lost sight of everything I was like oh what energy what no I'm I'm done this is yeah. over this is and you're like I've got all this stuff well, I'm, I'm mad sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it why did I do this again yeah. I yeah it just it took over and it just yeah. took a little bit of a push and you know getting back on track yeah but it's just I think if you remove the fear yeah and you just think logically and that's what I did I thought okay I have all this stock mm-hmm. so what's the answer is to go and basically door knock and win accounts or retailers. And, you know, by doing that, I'm going to have many different ways of distributing it. So that's what I did. I literally, I, I knocked on doors. I rang from morning until night, different salons around Brisbane, and I would go and I'd present. Um, And don't get me wrong, I still do that today. I mean, you know, there's still, you can't just give up on that. So, but I spent my days doing it. And, you know, there were a million no's, like every other minute was Mm -hmm. a no. I feel yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I've I've worked out today, and I, you know, maybe this is just sort of after experiencing all that and and putting into perspective, is that Mm -hmm. every retailer that turned me down or said no, I was just definitely not meant to work with because the True. ones yeah the ones that I do work with invested so much in me that we still have relationship today relationships today I reinvested in them and we have such a family um, culture, like the feeling between all of us is is genuine and I know, yeah, they share the passion for the brand. Ultimately, I wouldn't want someone to take it on that isn't feeling it or isn't invested. It's not for them. So, you know, initially it feels like a blow, but now I just think, yep, definitely not meant to work together. Wonderful that we've established that and let's, you know, let's move on. So you find and attract the people that you should be working with, I think, in business. Totally, yeah. The no's are just meant to be no's. Yeah. Yeah. 
And how long did it take for you to go from that initial idea to then launching with, I guess, all systems ago, you know, the brand is there, you have all the products, you have everything ready to go, you have all the information. Mm -hmm. How long did that take you collectively? Yeah, so I'd say it took Oh, definitely 12 months before we were ready to go. So Mm -hmm. I I admit a lot of um, testing of of formulas, also just research ingredients and what was something I wanted in a product, what was something I didn't. Um, Of course, getting the advice of pharmacists that we work with, they're the experts, uh, of course. So it was just finding the right people to work with and then putting together I suppose, a very boutique collection. I didn't want it to be too large either because obviously the stores and the um, Medispas that sell our product aren't, you know, huge retailers. Yeah, they're not like, you know, your everyday makeup stores. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. So it's got to be easy to use product, you know, not too intimidating for anybody Mm -hmm. and a colour range that was just bestsellers. It wasn't, you know, every colour under the sun. So that took a little bit of time, but it was about 12 months. And then, of course, when we started working with Roxy, um, Jacenko, then I suppose the next 12 months just involved this crazy growth that even I did not I honestly expect. It was just out of yeah. nowhere. It was also managing that growth because yeah. it's one thing to say, oh, great, this is, you know, getting all these retailers, but, you know, putting your processes and procedures in place and ensuring that you can supply them properly and on time and, you know, making sure that you deliver and you're not out of stock and mm. all of those things can leave an impression in the early days. And it, that really will ultimately determine if those retailers stay or go. Yeah, totally. Imagine, I mean, they they trust you, they take you on, and then, they, yeah. you know, they're saying, okay, well, we need six of this foundation. Oh, well, you know, we don't have it. Oh, my gosh, yes. Awful. I, I, that is my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. I definitely have nightmares about that. And <laughs> I've made sure that throughout my business... I can honestly say an out-of-stock moment has been, I can count on one hand. Wow. I will always over, overstock mm-hmm. and because I never want to say no either. Yes, so true. So someone knocked on my door tomorrow and said, hey, I've got 10 Medispas. I'm not saying no. I'm going to make sure I can say yes. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> I've got I've got the stock. Let's do it. So yeah. I went in with that mentality from day one. So mm-hmm. that's why I suppose I had all that stock at the start. But I, if I think back, that was made, that decision was made from a really good place. I knew that if I had it there and we pushed go, I there was no one I was going to turn down because I was totally. oversupplied. Yeah. So I think that worked for me. I it think did, that yeah, I, I totally. you know, if you, st- I had a big brand mentality from the start and as much as that was scary and could be crazy, you know, <laughs> some may call me crazy. Um, I feel like it, yeah, like I said, it allowed me to say yes. And because of the PR aspect with Sweaty Betty, it, it did expose us to salons all over the country. So yes. there were offers and it just basically allowed me to say yes. And if I couldn't have, I would have stunted my growth then and there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was lucky that yeah. we sort of played it that way. And And in the initial stages, did you have someone working with you? And I guess, when did you start hiring help? Yes. So to be honest, it was just me. Wow. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, more like just family help. So I just relied on family and I was just the one. So I would do like on the phone, I'd do all of the accounting, all of the marketing. um, Then I'd get out on the road as well. So honestly, I don't think that I slept for four years. I I can honestly, I can be serious about it because (laughs) our manuscript, Manufacturers were overseas, so then I'd have conference calls yes. at night. Oh my god! True. Yes, it was insane to be honest with you. And I look, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I think my health did um, suffer slightly mm. during that time. Mm-hmm. I had um, I suffer from migraines, so I had them all the time. But oh, I, no. yeah, I was just always so tired. But um, yeah. it, I, I knew that deep down, I was doing it. 
because it was for the greater good of my business and that yeah. I really, really, I wanted it so badly. Like mm-hmm. I can't, it, it, I was never in it half-hearted. Like I was 1000% in that. And yeah. I, I feel like I pushed through it because I wanted it. It, yeah. it was something that I wasn't that, like I fell into a business that the industry didn't excite me. Mm-hmm. Possibly I would have thought, you know what, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, it's way too much. But I, it was just my baby. Like yeah. I thought I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, it was challenging because you question all of your little mistakes and, you know, I, I did. They made so many, but all of those allowed me to put really great um, processes and procedures in place because yes. I thought never doing that again. Mm-hmm. I will never make that mistake. So I'll ensure that that doesn't happen by doing X, Y, Z. So 100% value all of those things too. But yeah, it was hard. It was, it's not yeah. an easy ride. Business is, you know, people love, they have this thought that owning your own business means freedom, but mm. I'm You trained, work harder. You're, you're working around to, the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. So yeah. it's just, you know, it's the, the, it's a bittersweet kind of feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to obviously starting a business. Did you kind of save up money to then get it manufactured? Did you have anyone to help? How was that process for you, I guess, getting the funds funds. to go, I need to do this? Yes, exactly. And that's a key thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you need need investment somehow. Yeah. um, Or you back yourself Mm -hmm. or what have you. So in the very, very early days, my parents invested in my business. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't like a huge investment because we started out really small but it yep. was it was what I needed okay yeah and I had some money saved too so we sort of put it all together and it allowed me to take that first step mm-hmm. but I mean look I may be one of the lucky ones in this sense because not every business goes this way but that was the only loan I ever took wow. so I never ever from there it went um, I suppose it was successful so I never had to I just kept reinvesting in my business yeah so like I said that's definitely not everybody's story because people might have to invest quite heavily mm. in materials and equipment and things like that I didn't it was just my stock and, yeah. and myself basically yeah so it was it was in that sense it was it was worked for me. But, you know, I feel like if you really, really know that there's a formula to business and it's hard work and a great idea, mm-hmm. and if you believe in yourself, there's nothing wrong with taking a loan or, or taking a risk like that yeah. financially. Yeah. But yes, I mean, I definitely needed that backing from somewhere. And some people seek that from, you know, just investors in general. Yeah. And having somebody believe in you and give you that investment, I also think is a great driver. Totally. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that too because you think, wow, this person believes in my idea. Yeah. And they must if they're, you mm-hmm. know, putting money on the line. So um, I think people who do seek out investors, I think that's uh, incredible that someone's willing to back you. Yeah. And if you can get that, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Absolutely. Tell Why us not? all how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, thanks. <laughs> and um, I guess the beauty world, obviously, yes. nowadays, it's wild. You know, oh my it's God, just wild. There's a new brand popping up every two seconds. Yes. So what advice would you have for someone who might be looking at creating products or mm-hmm. kind of diving into the beauty world in some sense? Yes, it is a highly competitive industry, Mm. highly, highly competitive brands everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose the one thing I've learned is that there are so many similar products on the market 
but people connect with a story, yes. I think. Yes. Um, that's where, for me, I feel like I look at brands and I think, well, what's behind it or mm. who's behind it? Or A lot of the time we don't even know. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. And that's where maybe you detach a little because you're like, well, mm. oh, I just know the name. You yeah. know, what else do I know? Do I want to trust this brand? Do I want to stay loyal to the brand? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I feel like getting out into my retailer's stores, meeting their customers, um, hosting like education nights is the best thing for my business because I can connect with these people that are choosing to buy my brand, which is an honour. And again, that creates a loyal customer. So I feel that that's, you know, the most important thing. The other thing is obviously being like super unique and creative with your marketing because people will notice you. But, you know, you're right in the beauty space. It is, it's challenging now. It's yeah. not the easiest thing to just launch a brand and get people to say, oh, yeah, we'll stock it and sell it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's changed maybe from when I took the dive yeah, into it. Yeah, you got in at a good time. <laughs> I did. I think yeah. I did. And when social media was new. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now yeah. it's bloody hard. Oh, saturated. <laughs> I mean, do people even see your posts these oh, days? Who it's, knows? you know, who knows? Yes. Yeah. So it's, you know, back then it was, you know, followers grew really quickly mm-hmm. and organically and what have you, now it's a completely different environment. So I feel like that was also part of our success back then. Mm -hmm. Completely different. We use it in a completely different way now. So, um, yes, I feel like for me it just, it happened the way it was supposed to back then. Yeah. Yeah. Just with the right timing. Yeah. But, yes, I mean, just being unique is everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And having a, a great idea that you – and you've got to back yourself, right? Totally. You know, if you don't, you cu- there's oh, no way people will back you. I know. And I, I love that you said about the personal kind of story because yes. interviewing different people and, you know, obviously we, yes. we were talking about Effie yes, Katz, for example. Effie Katz. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Effie before we started recording. Yes. And, you know, someone like her – you know, she's got such a great story. Exactly. And people love that. And seeing the success, well, <laughs> seeing the success, <laughs> whoa, this is PG. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> seeing the success that she has achieved. Yes, yes, yes. It kind of, it warms your heart because you it can does. see the person that it's happening to after everything that they've gone through as well. Absolutely. It's relatable. It's it real. Is. And there's so few people that are real these days. Oh my God, tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, everyone's kind <laughs> of selling this like idea oh. of who they are rather mm-hmm. than who they are. And someone like yeah. Effie is inspiring because she's been through so much in her business. Yeah. And I love yeah. the honesty because you can connect with her and it allows you to do that. And like you said, you actually want to support her because, exactly. yeah, mm-hmm. you just feel as though she's so authentic yeah. and um, she's not trying to put on this whole facade that she's, you know, forever been successful yeah. and it's all it just come to her so naturally. No one can relate to that. That's, and I think people kind life. of can see through it as well now. They can. You know, and yeah. some people just have this kind of, yeah, facade and you're like, that's not real. Oh, God, it's not real for anyone. No. No. Social <laughs> media is definitely um, a, a kind of a doctor of that, unfortunately. Oh, yes, yes. So, And you shouldn't measure. I mean, I think a lot of people see a window, you know, through a window mm. into people's lives and they feel as though their life is lacking somewhere or they don't yeah. have, you know. But everybody has their own story. Everyone has a front door for a reason so it can exactly. close. Exactly. Because I you never that. know what's going on behind. That was very philosophical. I love <laughs> Wasn't that. it just? <laughs> don't even know where it came from. <laughs> (laughs) Love it. And so obviously I want to talk about the brand now. So what is your most popular product, would you say? Oh, yes. So our most popular product is without question our Naked Glow CC Cream. Oh, okay. Yes. So it's 
I should rename it really because everybody calls it magic cream. It comes out Ooh, white. Okay. Yes. And then it's full of little um, capsules that burst while, when you Ooh, work them into the that. skin. Yes. And they're different colors. So what the, the theory is that they work to color correct the colors of your face so you have this even finish without looking like you're wearing anything at all. Oh, my God. It is amazing, which is why we call it the Naked Glow. Yes. So you're luminous, you're hydrated, um, you're covered, concealed, but you're also even and perfected. So you can, you know, go to the gym, for example, Mm -hmm. and look as though you're wearing nothing, but you've got amazing skin. So good. Yes. And that's the reason, secretly, I created that product (laughs) because I don't ever not wear makeup. And I couldn't exactly go to the gym with a full face, or I did, I think, but it looked Mm -hmm. a bit ridiculous. So having (laughs) the option of CC cream allowed me to feel as though I'm still covering what I want to cover. Yeah. But I don't look like I'm wearing, you know, too much makeup. Yeah. For the gym. So I, I worked on that for a long time, but what I think the thing that's unique about it is that it adapts to your skin tone. So no matter what colour, what shade you are, it will work to correct your skin tone that's so that amazing. you look flawless. Yes. It is magic. It really is magic. I yeah. can't even yeah, it is. And I think with the colour correcting, you know, there's so many different individual products out there that do different things for different areas and yes. different concerns. Whereas you only really need one. Yes, exactly. One so just one thing. And yeah. you can pop your bronzer on top, mm-hmm. a bit of concealer or whatever. Yep. And you can actually wear it as your foundation. And the funny thing is I meet a lot of women who say, oh, you know, during the week I wear no makeup because I allow my skin to breathe. And mm-hmm. But in actual fact, you're doing more damage to your skin by uh, leaving it that way because you are exposing it to age aggressors like the sun and yep. pollution and what have you outdoors. So you're aging your skin really quickly. Mm, interesting. Yes. So if mm. you wear a skincare makeup product, so you're still nourishing, hydrating, not blocking your pores, but you are protecting your skin mm-hmm. from the sun and, uh, and you know, other age aggressors in the environment environment, you're actually, I call it, future-proofing your beauty. So Ooh. you're keeping your skin young. Yes. We all want that. It. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm the first one to say I want that. <laughs> so I think it's – it's the other thing is hydration. So what yeah. a lot of people don't realise is with our formulas, we have um, an ingredient in them, HA or hyaluronic acid, that – plumps and it brings water to the surface of the skin. So if you can imagine that if your skin is dry and dehydrated and most traditional foundations will do that, they'll suck the hydration out of your skin and leave you looking quite dry. So with our formulas, it's like a magnet to water. So they attract the water to the surface of the skin, which plumps and hydrates and basically makes your complexion look as though it's glowing. I love that. Yeah. So it's, for me, hydration's everything. So all of our formulas have, um, you know, super hydrating ingredients. Yeah, to it's give that funny. Effect. I obviously I've been wearing makeup for years and I love <laughs> yes. makeup. So mm-hmm. I think it wasn't until probably a few years ago where I realized even though I'm very oily kind of in my T-zone, yes. I still need hydration. I think I was lacking Correct. that. And yes. I would always wear really mattifying foundations. And the thought of having anything that had a dewy finish or anything, I was like, no, what Turned the hell? Off. Yes. I was like, no way. Like, I'm oily. <laughs> what do you mean? Trying to ruin my life. More shine. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it wasn't until a few years ago. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually lacking hydration, which is so funny because, you know, I am oily. <laughs> my tears on it's like that is you know my main thing now when I when I do my makeup I need that hydration to to kick everything off so true and if you're using the right product it should absorb oil at the right at the same time yeah should hydrate you but also not 
increase the oily T-zone yeah. issue. All these makeup myths, yep, you know. Totally. People are like, oh, oh yes. no, you can't use that because of that. It's like, no, oh, that's a myth. Totally true. So yeah. many myths. And we work to always debunk those. Like we're like minerals. No, this is the truth about minerals. Yes. You know, you, people think they're like inferior coverage. They're actually superior coverage. I was going so, to ask yes. you about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mineral makeup, yes. people, when they think of it, they're like mineral. Okay. That's yeah. not going to give me any coverage. coverage. It's just like, what what am I supposed to do? So can you please debunk this? (laughs) 100% I can. And I have, from the day we started, been talking about this and repeating myself, I think. So sorry for those who have heard me say it a million times. But it is true. It It offers superior coverage. So the way that minerals work is traditional makeup absorbs light. So if you can imagine, you can put as much on as you like. But if you have flaws, pigmentation, redness, et cetera, it's actually going to attract attention to those flaws. So it's going to, like paint, two colours mixed together create another colour. Mm-hmm. So it'll make it look maybe dirty or brown or you, you, you're sort of putting it on and wondering, okay, I keep adding, but I can still see what I don't yeah, want to see. Yeah, yeah. So that's the way it works, absorbing light. Minerals, however, because they're ground down from rocks essentially, those rocks and those minerals have very, very powerful light reflective properties. So what they do is the way that they treat light when they're on the skin is they throw light back into the eyes of those looking at you and it creates mm. this illusion that your skin is perfect. So it's like if I can just relate it to having great lighting on your skin all day long. It's like having a ring light on. That is the answer (laughs) to everyone's problems. I love (laughs) that. Ring light permanently. Oh, my God. That's what it's like. So when you think about when I look at um, the clients we treat who have a lot of pigmentation, a lot of redness, we can cover that with one application because of the way that the minerals will activate when they're on the skin. So not only do they work to calm and soothe the skin, but so that's working on one aspect of it, but also the coverage and the way that it's sort of reflecting and deflecting um, the attention away from the flaws, they look perfected instantly. It's, it literally can transform someone's complexion in a minute. Wow. Mm, that so is totally different. actually magic. Yes, it is magic. We have found the answer. <laughs> Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, you have so many products, yes. right? Yes, we do. What mm-hmm. are your, I guess, your must-haves? What are your favourites? Mm. Or what would you recommend for someone who's never tried your brand before and they're yes. like, I need to try something, what should I try? I always think about, when I get asked that, when I because tra- I travel a lot, I mm-hmm. think about what I would literally have an anxiety attack over <laughs> if I left. <laughs> At oh home. My God. So the answer to that is obviously my foundation because, you know, that's everything. Yeah. I mean, my um, I wear our matte perfection formula because I'm a bit like yourself. I like that matte look. Yes. Um, however, I cannot live without my concealer. And the reason why is because, like, I mean, a lot of people can skip that step. They mm. think I just put foundation on. We apply concealer really differently. We have something called the V technique. So you apply concealer from the corner of the nose to the corner of the eye. Mm-hmm. And then you apply or you color in, I suppose, the triangle that then exists between your, the bridge of your nose and then under your eye and then down along the cheekbone right. again. Okay. So it becomes a V if you do it on both sides of your face. And that's yeah. the angle of beauty, if you like. Everything mm. should be pointing up upwards in the face because when it's pointing upwards, we look more youthful. Mm. So I use that guide, that line. If you take that from the corner of the nose to the corner of your eyebrow, so you hold a brush up basically, that's the angle that I use to say, okay, your concealer goes along that line, your highlighter, your eyeshadow shouldn't droop past that line because, again, it gives you a droopy eye look, and your eyebrow should finish there. Nice. So if you hold the eyebrow, that is the angle we all want because it just gives you height to your face. True. So I go by that. And then my concealer, if I apply it in that area, the theory is that anything on the face that you want to project and make it look, I suppose, or appear fuller. 
mm-hmm. or have more volume to mm-hmm. it is where you want to put a light reflective product. And then where you want to shade is the area that you want to slim. Right. So that would be, you know, the lower part of the face. Yeah. So with the concealer, I find that not only do I use it during my makeup, but if I'm sort of, if I've hit five o'clock mm-hmm. and I know that I've got an event after work, the first thing I do to freshen my makeup is I reapply my concealer lightly right. in that area. So it cleans up all of the True. eyeshadow and mascara. You re, I suppose it sharpens the eye look again. Yeah. Um, you look fresh under the eyes mm-hmm. and often you don't need to touch my shells up. Maybe yeah. a bit of powder, lippy. I look like I've just done my makeup again. So the concealer is a huge one for me mm-hmm. because I know it can. it's got so many, like for me, so many purposes. Yeah. But in saying that, for me, I don't think anyone should start their makeup without a primer. Right. Okay. Interesting. The only way to keep my makeup on, Yeah. the way that the analogy I use in all of our training is that if you hired someone to paint a wall in your home and they came in and they stripped the paint and then they just painted straight on it, you'd mm-hmm. be mortified. You'd think it's patchy. Um, yeah. You didn't sand it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite sure what that finish is. Yeah. So that's your skin. Your skin is mm-hmm. patchy. The surface of the skin is different all over. Like you said earlier, oily T-zone, yeah. maybe dry around the cheek area, what have you. So what we need to do with a primer, it's like polishing your skin and creating this even surface. Mm-hmm. And then when you put foundation on, it glides on and it is the only way to get that polished, perfected finish. Yeah. And then it lasts all day. So you don't get patchy. You don't get like this sort of uneven look to your skin. You can keep it on for hours of wear Amazing. and you look flawless. So oh, yes. The we, primer, we want that. <laughs> yes, we want that. Flawless every time. So primer for me is the most essential step. It's probably the step a lot of my clients miss. Mm. They can't see it. So and some think, people are just anti-primer. Anti-primer. So many yeah. people. It yeah. is for me the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So yes, that would be, they would be one of my, you know, sort of can't live without products. Yeah. Also brow products. Brows. Oh, brows are everything. Everything. Yes. I love my brow tin. It's um, a product that has fibers. It plumps your brow. Ooh, yes. So on the go, it's great because you don't have to style or pencil yes. or anything. You just literally fluff them up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've already got a great shape from, you know, your therapist or something, it's just like enhancing what they've already done. Nice. Yep. So it's beautiful. It's a great product. And it would be great for, I guess, people who kind of like that more natural look and exactly. don't want to go too heavy on a pencil or... Totally. Yeah. The other thing is brows are tough, like to get mm. them symmetrical and Oh even. my God, it takes me so long. Oh, I still yeah. need to get them microbladed as well. Yes. But, um, yes. yes. That is, that saves, honestly, so much time yeah. in your routine. Yeah. But it's, it's tough for people who don't have makeup experience. How are they supposed to shape their brow. I mean, it's it's hard enough. And what shape and, you know. Exactly. Where's the arch and all the rest of it. So it's really great to have a product that you just brush through. It enhances what you've got already Mm -hmm. and they look um, styled instantly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amazing. We all love a good brow. Love a good brow. We love a brow on the Fashion (laughs) Avenue podcast. (laughs) Yep. It adds height to the face. It makes you look youthful. Yes. Because anything that you create attention on higher on the face is I suppose it does give you that youthful appearance. So if you ever notice when you take your brows off at night or you wash your face, everything just seems to... Yes, yeah, so yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. It's just about creating an illusion and where mm-hmm. the attention is focused. And if you use the concealer technique, what happens is you remove the shadow under the eye. Mm-hmm. So the attention then becomes onto the eye and then that's right. higher on the face, again, creating a more youthful appearance. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I'm loving this. It's like a science. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I love it. Makeup science. Yes. It's the best type of science. 
Find out. Can needs, we study that at school? Yeah, who needs physics? <laughs> who needs chemistry? Exactly. Or maybe a little bit of chemistry because we need to make the products and stuff. But, you know. That's true too. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have a makeup academy. Is that correct? That's right. Yes, we opened that yeah. um, last year amazing. in Melbourne. Amazing, yes. So um, it was, yeah, that was a, an amazing sort of project that I had wanted to do for so, so long. So that was another project that you need you to go. get excited about. Exactly. Yeah. It was something new for me. We'd had so many people ask if they could train with us. And for me, it was always about, you know, where would we do it? You know, yeah. we could always hire somewhere that's mm-hmm. fine. But I wanted to have something that was us and that people walked into the space and felt inspired. You know, yes. makeup is very much about being creative and, mm-hmm. you know, feeling that while you're in that zone. So yeah. I um, I felt that it was time to have a location of our own. Yeah. And we never had before. So um, we have our academy, also concept store, so it's kind nice. of doubles. Okay, good. By appointment only in yeah. Melbourne on Bridge Road. Nice. So um, we're at 136 Bridge Road. And it's really funny because that used to be the Grip Jeans store back in the day <laughs> that I used to shop at. Oh, my God, that's so good. It's really weird because when we looked at it, I was like, oh, I'm sure – I. You know, I'm just, what was there? What was there? You know, because back then everybody shopped on Bridge Road in Melbourne. It was just, unfortunately now, you know, things have changed. But Mm -hmm. um, retail, I suppose, industry. But um, back then we just, you know, every Saturday everyone was there, you know, with their mom shopping. Yeah. And it just occurred to me when our sign went up that day, I thought, oh, my God, that was (laughs) the grip jeans (laughs) store. Oh, my God, a bit of a full circle. Yeah, I thought it was so cool shopping there. And it's just really funny now that our academy is there. So, yeah, it's really nice to be in Richmond. It's um, it's nice to have that base to the city yes. and completely new, um, like I said, project. I do us. love that suburb actually. I always cool. said if I was yeah. to ever move to Melbourne, I would want to live there. It is. It's, it's yeah. super cool. Great cafes, great bars and pubs and mm. there's a real vibe in Richmond. I love it. Mm, great so to cool. be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what can students kind of learn uh, from your academy and where can they enrol? Yes. So enrol online on mm-hmm. our website, which is curtiscollection.com.au. And what they, um, there's different types of courses. So there's courses for people who just want to learn how to do their makeup. Like okay. for individuals who yep. think I'd like to, you know, work on my own skills and mm-hmm. do my makeup for events at home. So we do one-on-one classes. We do group classes if you want to come in with friends. But then we have a professional course. So either a week-long course or a nine-week course that's part-time. Okay. So for people that are genuinely wanting to be a makeup artist, um, you know, start launch their career, we teach them about how to promote themselves, start their business online and and, you know, on social media and we cover mm-hmm. a range of topics uh, as well as obviously makeup techniques and theory. But, um, and that's like a really involved course. But right. I suppose what we've found has been really, really popular aside from that is um, the one-on-one lessons. Okay, lovely. Yeah, yeah, which is great. I didn't, I sort of didn't expect that. I just put it on our menu thinking, yeah, maybe people yeah. will want to, you know, come in. But it's lovely because... I've realized how interested people are in makeup, like you said, these days. People love it, but often they just don't know how to get the most yeah, out of their products. Yeah, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Correct. And yeah. just makeup is all about just positioning your products in the right place. Mm-hmm. And if you know that, you can really, really get the most out of it. And also, yeah. one thing I talk a lot about is having makeup style. So, what that is, is um, we have styling sessions in store. So, you come in and we give you and recommend the colors and the shades that work for for your color profile. Right. So that comes down to your skin tone, eye tone and hair color or your right. hair highlights sometimes. Mm-hmm. So 
um, you know, often if I use myself as an example, I have very warm sort of hair highlights, mm-hmm. green eyes and warm toned skin. So for me, it would be wearing golds, bronzes, corally based colors, everything that has warmth as an yes, undertone. right. When I wear, and this is what I did in my teens, unfortunately. <laughs> we all did. For many years. <laughs> um, and never realized why I looked so bad <laughs> is because I was putting silvers, blacks, blues. Oh, tell me about uh, it. Oh, and my I used God. to, my girlfriend who had a cool undertone um, skin and she looked amazing when she <laughs> yeah. did her eyes. And yeah. I think, how come I look punched in the face and she looks like a supermodel? And I'd go out and think, yeah, this is just, I don't know what it is, but yeah. it ain't working for me. Yeah. So, but of course, not having that knowledge, I just yeah. kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, only when I realized that, oh my God, the minute I put a gold on my face, I look alive yeah. and oh I don't look God. sick anymore. Yeah. And, you know, that I think is really important for most women to realize what their color palette looks exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And if you stay in that safe zone for you, I say that it shouldn't then be about the makeup. When mm-hmm. somebody's sees you, they shouldn't say, oh my God, you know, I love your eye makeup. They should say, your eyes look magnificent tonight. And that's what we try to achieve because if you use a complementary colour, then your eyes should look piercing, your hair highlights should come alive, Mm -hmm. you know, your skin should look healthy and glowing because you're wearing all the right tones. Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's something that we teach in all of our one-on-one lessons and our styling sessions because um, the other thing is styling from head to toe because when you put an outfit together, we all look at sort of colour coordinating our shoes, yeah. maybe with our bag or our belt or something, mm-hmm. the, it should then continue through to your makeup. It because, should. Yeah. You can have a great outfit, a but then have really wrong lipstick on or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, and you're wearing a shade that is just throwing the whole look off and, yeah. and it, then it loses that sort of aesthetically pleasing element mm. where I find, I get asked this a lot, you know, what do I think true beauty is or what should it look like? And to me, there are two things. Firstly, it doesn't come down to looks at all. I mm-hmm. think it's confidence. Mm-hmm. So a woman with confidence is everything. I yeah. can't, they're irresistible and they, yeah. they could look like anyone, anything, and you just can't keep your eyes off them because it's, I suppose, infectious, that yeah. kind of vibe. So that I love. The other thing is when somebody just gets their makeup shades right and they are working for them, it is aesthetically pleasing. So it doesn't matter what yeah. the person looks like. It's mm-hmm. just, when you look at them overall and you think, mm, that's so nice on yeah. the eye. Yeah. So, you know, great lipstick shade with blush that works and eyeshadow that all the tones work together. Can't go wrong. And it's so good that you have the one-on-one lessons. Like it took me years on my own <laughs> yes. to figure out that what kind of like you, totally. blacks too. and silvers oh, were God. not my vibe. And I would, you know, try to get my makeup done or I would try to do it myself and I was always giving myself a black smoky so eye. And I'm like, true. I look disgusting. <laughs> I look like a like I was back in my emo phase in year 10, you emo. know. Totally emo. And, and, but now, I don't know if you can tell, but I've kind of, this is kind of my everyday kind of, love I it. guess, my my glam, everyday, yes, yes. day-to-day glam. Yep. And so I love browns and exactly. I love, because I have blue eyes, That's I have it. dark blue eyes, so I, I gravitate towards kind of like browns and golds and champagnes and, Spot and on. you know, the orange tones and the reds. Like I yes. love all those. Yes. And so that's what I figured out works for me and <laughs> yeah. I feel so Good when exactly. I'm wearing the right colors for my eyes and totally, and, and that's yeah. where the confidence element comes mm-hmm. in with makeup because you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like these colors work for me. Yeah, you go out that night or that day at work or whatever your natural glam is, and you have that confidence. As yeah, a woman. you think I am 
feeling good about how I look. And I'm mm. not saying it comes down to looks, but I think it plays a major part it in does. all of our lives. Yeah. So feeling good is, is you know, radiates. Mm. So I think that there is a place for it. And I think when you know, if you're not sure, when you know the makeup sheds that work and you just stick to those and you can change them up a little bit and go between, then you know your look is going to be on point exactly. every single time. And you know what's kind of funny? Sometimes, you know, in the past where I've had my makeup done, mm. sometimes I come back and I'm like, I hate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think absolutely. sometimes it, it comes down to educating yourself to tell them what you want because you know what looks good on you. Exactly. But it also comes down to the fact that maybe they're not, they don't really understand, I guess, sometimes yes. what it is that really looks great on you. They might go, uh, you know, a shade a little bit too light for you or a little bit too dark. Exactly. And, it, you know, having that education can really kind of, you know, change things. Oh, yeah. And and you're right. I mean, there are even makeup artists that are highly skilled, mm. but they just may not understand colour theory. Yeah, exactly. Which you know? is, you would think would be, you know, the biggest yes. foundation part. Yeah, mind yes. the pun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pardon, but very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's yeah. true. It's you know you'd think, and often it's it's the one thing that can make you feel wrong about when you yeah, get your makeup done. Exactly. The other thing is when someone like changes your eye shape or goes, oh my god, completely different yes. look to what you know. A lot of brides do that. They think it's my wedding day. I need to amp it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and they walk down the aisle, and the husband's like, "Who are you? you? <laughs> who are you? Yeah, exactly. What is this look? Um, so try not to deviate too much from you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, we want to take it that you know. Next yeah. level of glamour. And sometimes and that's we, we want to go all out, and that's yeah, totally yes, fine. Yes, yes, yeah. agreed. But if you're feeling uncomfortable and you think that I don't look like myself, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing with makeup, it can be taken off. So exactly. you should tell your makeup artist and feel very comfortable and say, look, I, I think it's beautiful, but it's just not me. Yeah, yeah. And don't exactly. feel bad about it because there's nothing worse. I mean, hair as well. You know, you get in the car and you just want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> think, what? This so is many times terrible. when I was younger, being like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've had many hair moments like that. Oh, let me tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my so God. It, it's, it's, it applies to both. You know what's very interesting? I think I said this in one of my um, previous podcast episodes with mm-hmm. a guest. Something that sometimes when I've had my makeup done in the past, and I love my makeup artist like I will go to the best makeup artist when I get my makeup done professionally if I don't feel like doing it myself that is but (laughs) usually I do do myself but something I've noticed I probably only noticed in the past couple of years one thing that some makeup artists do Mm -hmm. when they do my eyeliner yes is something that I realized it can't happen because that's when it ruins my whole look for me oh what is it so when they do liquid liner yes on the top obviously Uh uh-huh they make it really round. Oh, it changes and the shape of your eye. Exactly. Yes, and so of elongating I look it. really crazy. I look like <laughs> a weird, like one of those porcelain dolls that like your nan used to have and you're like, oh my God, if you make eye contact Freaky. with it, you think it's yeah. actually going to come and kill you in the night. So I feel like I that the is the number one thing yes. that I'm so cautious about when I get my makeup yep. done. I'm like, shape of the eye. A hundred percent. It is so true. You have to kind of experiment and know, like, do I need it top and bottom or just top? Or yeah. do I put it in the inner waterline? Oh, my God. Or do I not want it in the water, inner waterline? Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's about knowing your eye shape, whether mm-hmm. they're close set, wide set, um, small, large, and sort of having your makeup done enough times or talking to a makeup artist and say, you know, what is the best look for me and yeah. trial and error. And then yeah. once you've nailed it one night or they've nailed it, stick to it. hundred percent. Don't even try to Take experiment. Take a million photos. Yeah. 
get a million <laughs> selfies and that's the one you always go exactly. by. Exactly. <laughs> and so going back to that, you have yes. also makeup services that you offer. Yes. So what sort of looks do you um, kind of help people create or what do you yeah. do on, on your clients? What sort of looks? Um, great question. So we've got a little menu and mm-hmm. we go from like a naked glow look, so something that's just all about your complexion. Lovely. If you want to just experiment and just say, you know, what can I do every day? Yeah. Right through to glam. So we've got about eight different looks. So there's, Amazing. you know, your smoky eyes, your soft smoky eyes, bridal, um, your kind of heavier, more glam looks with yeah. more lashes, etc. Mm-hmm. So we try to cover all of the basic looks, you know, a cat eye as well, if yes. you're going for that striking yeah. look. So, and but, you know, obviously on request too. So if somebody yeah. comes in with an idea or a photo, we will recreate They're it They're like, I want well. green eyes and pink <laughs> lips. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and yes. I guess, obviously, you've been doing this for many years. Mm-hmm. So you would have had to pick up a lot of general beauty tips and tricks yes. along the way. Yes. Are there any that you can share? Mm, absolutely. So I find um, with fake I, mm-hmm. I, I love fake tanning. So do I. Yes, oh, my God. Yes. yes. It can go so horribly wrong. It can. Um, or so amazingly right. Yes. So there are ways I've discovered along the way from having horrible moments um, what helps. So I find that, like I did one last night, and I was very careful. So I now put moisturizer. I exfoliate and what have you. And I put moisturizer hours um, beforehand, like just my whole body. Right. So I'm, I'm sort of moisturized for hours. Then just before the turn, I pop the moisturizer on the elbows, hands, um, knees, and like around my feet kind of thing. Yeah. All the areas where it's going to get darker and stick yeah. and look really unnatural. Yeah. So then I use my glove all over and then I leave my hands and my feet till the end. Mm-hmm. And because if you notice your glove gets like quite builds up a lot of product. Yeah. 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 So at the end I use the dry side, so the other side of the glove, and I just pop a little bit on, do my feet really lightly. Nice. Yeah. And then I do the same with my hands. And then sometimes with my hands I get a makeup brush and I buff it in. Yes. Good tip. Yes. But again, trial and error, I <laughs> then look at my hands and if there's any stuck on the knuckles Um, that looks like a build-up, I get a towel and I immediately scrub and (gasps) blend the knuckles as hard as I can. Wow. And that stops any kind of – because if you think about it, it develops overnight. And if if you're dry, it's just going to stick to that area and it's going to look darker. And sometimes I've found in the past when doing like your knuckles, obviously because you're kind of bending them over. Yes. And then – but even though when you are sometimes, sometimes when I wash it off, I still have like kind of little white lines. (laughs) Yeah, that's And I'm like, how did I miss that? (laughs) That's where the makeup brush comes in. Buff, buff it yes. in. Get it into those little lines because your hands, you know, everyone's hands have those little creases. Yeah. Get it in there, but also then blending it with that towel, getting it off any. Also, my elbows, I do that too. Yeah. Um, elbows, oh my God. Yep, yeah, the worst. So, so I bad. try my best now mm-hmm. to erase all those little things. Yeah. The other thing I've learned is the importance of my skincare, to be mm-hmm. honest. I think I neglected a skincare routine for years. Yeah. And I realized how life changing serums were. Oh. Okay. About five years ago. Yeah. So I never used them, didn't really bother. And then um, a skincare brand that we work with a lot, who's in a lot of our retailers, um, Ultraceuticals. Actually. Oh my God, you're kidding. Yes. That is my number you one lo- favorite friend. The best brand oh my ever. God. I've I know. had them on the podcast as well. <gasps> oh yes. my God, I love them. They're a beautiful team. I had beautiful Tracy company. on. Tracy. Yeah. Love Tracy. Yeah. She's amazing. They're, they're such a great group of people. They are. And I love Tracy, Adrian as well. Yes. And see, <laughs> Tracy is the one who got me on to the serums. Oh my God. Okay. Oddly enough. Yes. yes. And she said yes. to me, What are you doing? And I said, Okay, you know, not much. <laughs> yeah. I use a cleanser. Yeah. Um, 
she gave me, you know, B's and C's and I ha- I'm just getting onto the A's now. So yep. um, they, I feel like they took my skin from being okay mm-hmm. to somewhat fantastic every day. They which are is, fantastic. Yeah, they so changed your life, honestly. Changed my life and then changed my makeup. Yes. Because my skin looks better, mm-hmm. my makeup looks better. One thing I like about ultraceuticals and one thing people should watch, when you put your moisturizer on in the morning, if it's heavy or sticky or, you know, kind of feels supple on your skin for a long time, either leave leave at least 10 to 15 minutes before you put primer and foundation Mm -hmm. on or use something lighter in the morning because a heavy moisturizer or moisturizer applied immediately before there's too many products slipping and sliding around there like you want you want your makeup to sit on like a a somewhat dry surface Mm -hmm. so watch that I mean I wash my face the minute I get up put my serums and moisturizers on and have my breakfast or do my hair or whatever Mm -hmm. then I apply my makeup yes just to give it breathing time yeah Yeah, so that's a good tip with skincare. But skincare is so important. If you want your makeup to look next level, Mm skincare is the key. And, you know, some it's it's still ridiculous to this day. And if any of my friends are listening, please (laughs) listen uh, very closely because there are some of you who uh, don't have a skincare routine and it really irks me. It is, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's, like you said earlier, it's life-changing. And there are the one thing about the beauty industry that's super exciting now, and I'm so lucky because a lot of our retailers are Medispas, Plastic Surgery, the treatments that are available to us to you know enhance our skin or to you know sit under an led light oh my i love an led it is amazing and you know i think it's you know even if it's just having a consultation with one of these Mm -hmm. clinics and saying what would work for me because what would work for me is different to what would work for your girlfriend and i think people don't realize that too everyone has different skin so you know i could say i love this cleanser it's my favorite but then someone's like i hate it Terrible on my skin. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You need professional advice. Yeah. And I, a lot of our medispas and stockers, they, they do just the consultations where they sit down, they tell you what they recommend. Mm-hmm. Totally up to you what you go for, but, you know, what's in your budget because a lot of these things are pricey. Yeah, so true. So true. But, you know, they, they are an investment in your skin. Yeah. And if, if it's important to you, I don't think it's a waste of money at all. No. It's just having and a plan. And especially if you want to combat ageing in oh the my future God. because, you know, Prevention. It's, it is an investment. So. It is. And it's all about preventative, like taking preventative measures. And exactly. I think that there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think mm-hmm. it should be something we all take very, very seriously because then you end up doing drastic things yes. at a, at an age where you think, oh, my God, it's gone too far. Yeah. You know, do I need to go under the knife? Yes. Which is, for me, very scary. I'd rather just take small steps along the way, mm-hmm. keep my skin as healthy as possible, and then not feel daunted by the fact that, oh, my God, I just never did anything. Yeah. And now I, I literally have to take, you know, some yeah. crazy measures to feel young mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. We don't mm. want to do that because no, no. then that's when you look really yeah, well, not natural at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, we've that's seen a few. right. <laughs> and so where can we find out more about, obviously, Victoria Curtis Cosmetics, whether that's, yes. you know, website, Instagram, Facebook, and um, where can we find out your stockists? Yes, great question. So um, our Instagram is just at Curtis Collection. Okay. Collection yep. with no S on the end. And our website is curtiscollection.com.au. Amazing. We have a list of stockists on the stockist page. So mm-hmm. it's just one of the tabs on our website. You can enter your country and your um, uh, suburb or area, town, mm-hmm. and it will come up with stockists that are nearby, hopefully. Amazing, yep. And so we do also have distribution in New 
New Zealand. So we have many, uh, about a hundred and something stockers wow. there. So my favorite place to go. Love going to New Zealand. Oh, lovely. Beautiful people and gorgeous country. So yeah. um, an excuse. <laughs> so we, we have amazing stockers there as well. So we um, make it quite easy to find someone. If you can't, of course, you can always call us at our numbers on the site and amazing. we can put you in touch with somebody or we can assist you. We do sample collections on our website. Mm-hmm. So if there's no stockers near you, we can send out some little pots full of all different formulas and shades Cute. and you can yeah i mean makeup's really hard to it select is. online so yes. we, we love our samples they are excellent for people Amazing. to help yes yeah, that's so good match. oh thank god yes <laughs> oh great news everyone Yay. <laughs> and i want to jump into some random questions Go for you it. now oh god, I'm this is the part mm-hmm. i really love oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay so number one mm-hmm. you have to dye your hair a color of the oh. rainbow what would you choose <laughs> i'm gonna go with bright red oh Yes, I, I think I would. My mum at some point, we look very similar back in like the 80s, did like a shade of red. She looked amazing. amazing. I definitely wouldn't pull it off like her, <laughs> but I'd go for that because I love nice. that look on her. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Jessica Rabbit vibes. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes actually. Let's mm. take it there. I love Jessica Rabbit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. And number two, this is a bit of a random oh, one. God. <laughs> if you had to morph mm-hmm. two animals to make like one super animal, Ooh. which ones would you choose? Okay, I'm just going to, the first thing that comes to my head is a lion and a horse. Oh, I feel like lions are like, you know, king of the jungle yeah. um, and a horse is, they're just so like fit and yeah. powerful, yes. you know, and run so quickly. So maybe, maybe that would those be two? terrifying. I don't know, really weird Majestic combination. and terrifying at yeah. the same time. Like what would you call that? Like <laughs> a loss? Majest- yeah, um, a loss. A loss. That's cool. Wow. There Let's we go. go with a loss. Yes, a loss. <laughs> um, you're going to see that in the next um, Narnia film when, whenever that is. Exactly. <laughs> so cool. We'll trademark it. Yes. <laughs> and would you rather... Mm-hmm. Always have orange fake tan or never wear any kind of mascara or lashes ever. Oh, my God. That's really tough. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) I think I'm going to go with the orange fake tan. (laughs) I want my lashes (laughs) at the cost of my orange skin. You're like, I would rather look like an Oompa Loompa than not have these lashes. (laughs) With amazing lashes. That's a really tough question, but I don't Mm. think I can go anywhere without a tan because I'm so white and I don't like to see the sun. No. Oh, sorry. Everyone get a skin check. I just had mine the other day. The Mm -hmm. best tip ever. I I can't tell you how much I have stayed out of the sun for years and I'm so glad I did. Yeah. And I'm like to people, they're like, oh, why do you fake tan? I'm like, look, I would rather fake tan. Fake it all the way. you know, get skin cancer down the track. You know? All for it. Fake it till you make it with the 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria, you have been so amazing. Gorgeous. I've loved it. Thanks for having oh, me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for coming on Pleasure. and for being here in Brisbane. It's fabulous. Yep. Favorite part of my month coming to Brisbane. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> well, thank you Thanks and um, chat to you soon. Yay.